Bruce Brothers. I'm your host, The Closer. Crouch here reporting for duty. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to this show before, this is the show where we explore historical beer styles and we drink beers. I'm excited. <laughs> I should have said good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Bruce Brothers and Sisters, depending yes. on where in our you know, great country or world you live. Uh, yeah, we have a very vast audience and there's a lot of people from a lot of different locations All according the to world. the statistics. So, um, yeah, anyway, cool. All right, so uh, we're on episode seven today. Did you think we'd make it to episode seven? I've, I've we've surpassed my expectations. I'm pretty excited that we've made it this far. Um, I've I've actually really enjoyed trying a bunch of different beer styles that perhaps I hadn't tried before. So it's been pretty good. I agree. I'm becoming worryingly knowledgeable about beer, <laughs> which doesn't serve me well for season two. I but. do I do like to joke that you just um, you are. Uh, you're too equipped now. I think we've got to sub you out, get maybe a different <laughs> host in. another dunce in. Yeah, yeah, and just make it a bit more interesting that way. Anyway, all right, so... What are we drinking today? Today, we are drinking Berliner Weiss. Weiss. Yes. Okay. Uh, not, not Weiss, like I've always pronounced it, well, which makes pr- sense because it's German. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I actually... <laughs> in preparation for this episode, and because I'm so bad at pronunciation, I listened to various, like, how it's said all over the internet, and I actually got very different right. things. And so, uh, Wikipedia was Berliner Weisse. Weisse. Um, I thought that was maybe a little bit too extreme. It's too much of a flourish. I yeah. Quite, I like the simplicity of Weiss. Yeah, so we're going to go Berliner Weiss. Um, again, if you have any complaints, feel free to, to write into somewhere else and maybe someone else will read them. So, yeah. Anyway, Berliner Weiss. Um, have you had one of these before? Uh, yes. And full disclosure, don't love them. Okay. Is there any particular reason? It's just because it falls into the sour it category. It falls into the category of sour beer, which I just as a rule don't like. Because you do recall in our Gozer episode that you you liked it quite a lot. Well... Well, some of them. It, yes, they grew on me. I was actually listening to the Gozer episode not that long ago. Yes, I listened to our own episodes. I don't know that much. Gotta get those numbers up. I just quite... I think we're hilarious. Yes. Um, and... I was the best podcast on the internet, so... No, certainly the best beer one. Yes. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, you might remember that the, 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 the couple of the Gozers didn't do it for me. The one that I liked most was the mildest of the three. Um, and probably that's going to be similar, I imagine, with Berlin Vice. Really sour beers don't really do it for me. Well, don't you worry. I've got some sour beers for you today. <laughs> um, okay, so I might just describe for our listeners what a Berlin Vice is in case they haven't had it before. Um, you, you touched on it. It is a sour beer. It's a sour German wheat beer. Okay. Um, but- l- Goza, was that a wheat beer? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you tend to get a few of these regional specialties in Germany that contain wheat. And that's remember, it's outside of the Bavarian purity mm-hmm. law. Um, but the, they do contain. So usually probably about 50% wheat, 50% sort of Pilsner malt is the common thing. Um, they're low in alcohol. So usually sort of about 2.8 to 3.8%. Oh, really low. So we're talking light or mid-strength beers. Yeah. And so this is some of the joy of sour beer. If you haven't tried a sour beer before and you're looking for something that's quite flavorful, but quite you know drinkable you can drink a lot of them sour beers are a great option for that and we're seeing more brisbane breweries that are really embracing sour i get you know for the driver have a couple and still be able to drive exactly the berliner weiss um it is it is quite a sour beer it has a high carbonation level again very similar to the goza mm-hmm. where we were looking at that um hop aroma is not really a thing with it um obviously okay. the sourness is the, is the taste that we're looking for here not necessarily a hop around it sort of fills the gap right 
Um, I think you mentioned this in a previous episode, and I had to stop you because I was excited about bringing it up in front of us. But you talked about the idea of adding um, sugar syrups. Yes. Yeah. So you you knew about this. You've come across this before. Uh, only that, like uh, the the Berliner Weisses that I've had in the past have been like a raspberry Berliner Weiss. Uh, okay, and, yes. And so I presume then that you're adding. I don't know if I said sugar syrups, but I, I think I would have said adding fruits, like f- f- sweet fruits, to them. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's common uh, in Germany to add like a sugar syrup um, to so all beers, or just this our beer, just this Berliner Weiss. Right, like it's okay. a bit of a thing. Um, originally, what they would do is they would do it for children. So when children were drinking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. As a flashback to previous episodes, I've learned through this show that beer historically is just a family meal drink it's a great drink and in fact if you have children i encourage you to uh let them drink some yeah. of these low alcohol beers you know get it get the do taste you want going. them to develop and grow into healthy young men and women then drink beer exactly and if they don't like it just add some sugar syrup it'll That's be fine right. um so red and green is sort of like traditionally if you go to germany you may find yourself drinking a red or a green um that's what it's called or that's what it looks like color wise that's the color wise yeah ah, so, what's just, so red i'm assuming is raspberry yeah um green is i have no idea it's okay. Green, yeah, green flavor. You know when you get lime. Is it lime? Like lime cordial? It could be, or it could be like that cooler. You know, Cody's cooler. There's like that's a mystery lime. green. No, it's not really a lime though. It doesn't taste like lime. Well, I think I think uh, it says lime on the bottle. I've got some in the cupboard. <laughs> we'll, we'll pull it out. In any event, um, great for children, great for adults. Um, You've got cordial in the cupboard. Yeah, I love cooler right. cordial. <laughs> We just skipped over that. But anyway, we... I got about six bottles of it. In any event, let's move on. Um, it's described by some as the most refreshing beer in the world. Okay. So you may love this. I'm ready to be refreshed. It is mid-afternoon here. It's a good time for a refreshing drink. <laughs> and it's a Thursday. <laughs> you know, I meant to give that away. We have lives and jobs. <laughs> Which we're not at. <laughs> Um, it, it, so, okay, so it's a sour beer, so it uses lactobacillus. Um, so that's but, the same as the Goza. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but the, the, the um, yeast it uses outside of that is ale yeast, so it uses a top fermenting yeast to do sort of the bulk of the work, and then there's a souring after that. Um, you do get bretonomyces in those barrel-age versions, so there can be that style of yeast in there as well. So we talked about the main ones, obviously the top fermenting, the bottom fermenting, there's the main yeast, and then you've got the souring yeast and then the bretonomyces. Mm-hmm. Um, it tends to age really well. So if you want to get examples of it from other countries, it tends to be pretty good because of the sour nature of it. Um, so definitely, Does it continue to sour over time? Uh, generally not. Generally, right. once it's exhausted those those sugars, it's not right. necessarily... So it's the same as the creation of alcohol. Once the yeast has done its work, it's done it, its work. It's done. It's done. Um, okay, so that's sort of a description of the beer. Does, just... that, does the age make it more immune to things like light strike? Or it still has to be stored well. It still has to be stored well. Yeah. I mean, you can still you can still have those issues, but um, it's generally a good beer. Like you know, you 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 shouldn't really be buying foreign IPAs and things like that and expecting them to be super quality. Um, but with these sorts of beers, you can tend yeah, to okay. buy foreign ones, and it seems to be fine. Um, I might talk a bit about the history. Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions about the like the style as a whole? I mean, you've had it before, so you somewhat. Yeah, familiar. I mean, I'm expecting based on that sourness, sweetness, no hops, uh, fizz. Okay, um, can you guess what the name means in English? Well, Berlin. I'm assuming means it comes from Berlin. Yes. Yep. Vice. No. no it, it means white. White, beer. yeah. So it's not like like a white, like a. It's got wheat in it. It's a light beer right. sort of thing. It's a white beer. Um, I thought for a moment we were getting a bit third Reich there. And, uh. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, there's there's some history there, but anyway, um, 
it's kind of unclear where it really came from. I think like it, it it's sort when, of morphed. When, what period in history are we talking? Okay, so it's sort of morphed over time, right? So there's like there's some some conjecture out there saying, well, it's you know it's originally from the 1500s. It was it's this, old. We're old. Yeah, it's an old beer. It's a very very old beer. Um, but as we know, you know, pale beer didn't exist in the 1500s. So I think the beer we're drinking right now is not necessarily indicative of. Can you have a, a sour dark beer? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, remember it's all about the yeast, you yeah, know, like yeah, if you yeah, use yeah, dark yeah. grains and then you add yeast, you can have sour dark beers. Right. Um, and there's things like a Belgium Flanders Red, you know, where they have darker styles of beer okay. and things like that. It's just things have moved pale over the years, yeah. right? Um, I think arguably it's, it's, its first origins kind of come back to the late 1600s. I think that's really where we're starting to see examples that are closer to where we're looking at. Um the so where it kind of um, sort of really kind of came to its to be into existence is there was this group called the Huguenots. Um, they were a religious group of French Protestants. Um, in the late 1700s, they were fleeing religious persecution in France and they moved to Berlin. Okay. Um, and it was their taste that sort of drove some of these these tastes that you know come with the Berliner Weiss. Um, and is that is that is there some wine history there? Yes. Yeah. So I imagine from France they were bringing yeah wine. Taste. Yeah, and they they sort of moved through Berlin uh, through um, Belgium as well. So they were sort of bringing those influences, and they weren't particularly excited by German beer. Is the way they were. What would they have been back then? They was they like, were dark. They were sort of, sort of yeah, those sorts of things. Right. And, and and like particularly with like the high carbonation styles and things like that. Like that's you know bringing that champagne influence and things right. like that. Um, so because I remember saying that about the Goza is that it it, it felt almost like a rosé because we had the cherry goza mm. which was kind of wine like in, to my taste yes yeah so they were fleeing religious persecution in France they moved to Berlin um, late 1700s was also when French Revolution was taking place so Napoleon was coming to power um, did he did he screw the Berlin of Ice like he did the Trippels? So Napoleon uh, liked the Berlin of Ice and his troops described it as the champagne of the north. Is this, I asked you many episodes ago what his favourite beer is. Is yes. this Napoleon's favourite beer? Berlin of Ice. Hey. Well, I mean, there's no indication that this was his favourite beer, but there's all this thing that's like it was the champagne of the north. It was the, the thing that there people wanted go. to drink because you couldn't get good wines in the north. The so. little man loved a Berlin of Ice. He loved it. So um, interesting. So he smashes the wine by day and the Berliner Weiss by night. So arguably the style sort of appearing in the late 1700s, but it's not really until the early 1800s that pa- that pale beer, re- you know, revolution is starting mm-hmm. to take place. It's coming out of England. Um, but early 1900s is when we start to really see Berliner Weiss as we, as we know it today. Um, it, it, Already with the flavours? Yeah, like it's a, it's a sour beer. It's no, pale. It's already with the, the, the red, green colouring... Um, or is that a more modern thing? I think that's more of a modern right. thing, yeah. Um, I mean, just getting, like, sugar syrups is, like, not necessarily something that would happen back. Like, it's harder to sort of... Like, they didn't just have sugars around and things like that. Yeah. Like, it was harder to get. Um, it's a regional specialty of Berlin. And, in fact, you know, they've, they've got that situation set up that if you produce a Berliner Weiss outside of Berlin, you can't call it a Berliner Weiss. It's really? It's like a champagne sort of thing. So, this um, is your, your champagne, your Trappist, Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Is a, is it- the Europeans love just, like... 
being like, we only we can do this. No one else. But can I've had do Berliner it. Weiss at my local brewery. Yeah, I mean we we steal. Right. So we're not part of the European right. Union, right? So we don't have to ah, worry about these laws. Yeah, okay. Um, so you can't make a Berliner Weiss in France and call it Berliner Weiss. It's I, just- I don't know if they do, but um, yeah, supposedly right. it's, a, it's a thing. So anyway, it's it's, it's, it's a regional specialty. Um, Was it? We talked about this in previous German episodes. Was it the only beer you drank if you were in Berlin at a, at a point in time? Yeah, so by the late 1800s, it was the most popular alcoholic drink in Berlin. It was just like <sighs> the drink of Berlin. That blows my mind that compared to a lager... In the similar period, did we have lagers in existence? Yes. So compared to a lager, which is mild and moderate, and I know I paid lagers out to the cows come home, but I would take a lager any day over a sour beer. Yeah, I mean, well, lagers, you got to remember lagers came into existence about the 1500s, I think we, we initially said. Um, but Germany's really interesting, right, in that it's got all these regional, teas, regional specialties. Like, you know, we talked about Gozer in, Lesb- in Lesbig, Helles Lager in Munich, the Berliner Weiss in Berlin. Like, they've just got all these little cities where they're like, we drink this beer. It's markedly different, yeah. um, which is really interesting. I mean, Belgium has sort of similar things. England's got similar things. So it's, it's, I find that interesting anyway. Mm. Um, you know, 1800s, it's really, really popular. By the end of the 1900s, so, you know, the 90s, things like that, there's only two produ- uh, two breweries producing it. Um, it got killed by lager as well. <sighs> Unfortunately. To be honest, actually, whilst I've seen previous episodes, I've gone, damn you, lager. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so only two held out. Yeah, I've actually got the name of them because I was terrified we were going to bring it up in Can the Closer Close. <laughs> we'll see. Um, Berliner, Kindle, and Schilthus. Um, anyway, it wasn't particularly popular until, obviously, the craft beer revolution took the, place. So the Americans again brought The it Americans, back. yeah. And, the, and again, this was later. So they did pale ales and whatnot first. This came quite later. So the 2010. Yeah. Was when we started to see. And you don't. I can't blame it for that. Get your hoppy, delicious beers in, and then maybe start experimenting. Yeah. Quickly on those two breweries, though. They so they held out all that time. They still exist today. They still make Berliner Weiss. No, I don't know. <laughs> Let's say yes. Let's, if you made it to the late 1900s, surely they're still going, yeah. right? I did look up like who's producing it in Berlin, and there is this long list of different breweries now that are producing ah, so it. It's, and it's they're proud of it, right? Yeah. And, and rightly so. It's an interesting, interesting beer. Um, Again, this doesn't comply with the German purity law, so it's a what? regional exceptional. Except- Aside from the sugar syrup, what is what's in it that is not part of those four the four purity ingredients? Um, so uh, wheat. Wheat was not allowed. So we're, we're only barley is it? Only barley. Uh, yeah, yeah. So wheat's not right. allowed in it. Um, you get when you, I mean I've never been to actual Oktoberfest, but Australian versions of Oktoberfest, there's heaps of wheat beers. Yeah, yeah we're, they've got exceptions, right? right. Um, but yeah, anyway, it doesn't comply with the German purity law. Um, Southern Germany was all about lagers. Like, this is why, whereas, you know, we talked about these northern places. You know, we talked about the city of Lespeg with um, Goza. Um, they sort of have more in common with Belgian brewers. And so they were producing beers that are similar, you know, mm-hmm. like they're high in carbonation. Arguably, this has got a bit of influence of a Flanders Red, which is a Belgium style right. beer, um, which is a great beer. I, I'm really looking forward to trying. I think you will find this interesting. During its heyday, it was served in three litre glass tubs three litres you would get three litres of it in Berlin I think each city was trying to do something interesting and so when you go to a German place now and you get a one litre stein you could get in stooge but no but that's a like it's a, that's a small it's, beer. Well, no, it's a but it's a handful right yes. like I don't know I don't know I run and regularly drink out of one litre steins but you know 
three of those at the same time. I'm not sure if I could even lift it. I think it might have, yeah, I think it was a thing that they did to just seem interesting and like, hey, come to Berlin, try our beer. We serve it in three liters. Do we think that this is the reason why it's 2%? Because you were drinking three liters of it in one hit. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be a really drinkable beer. Now they serve it in goblets because you've got to know what glass you serve it in now. Um, sometimes they use straws to sip the beer. That's a bit of a thing. So yeah, it's, right. it's a bit of a unique style of beer. I do love how um, the fear of my quiz has driven you to such specifics in these in these notes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm impressed. Yeah. After the first can the close a close, I went to town on the research because I'm like, I need to be across this. Um, and so that's, I mean, look- on the straw front, um, old wives' tale or reality? I'm not sure. I used to be um, told or think that if you drink alcohol through a straw, it makes you drunker. Is that a real thing? Do you think it's a real thing? I well, I was told it, you 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 um uh, the aerosol aerosolize the alcohol and so you, you inhale it and it hits your bloodstream quicker or something like that. I think this is similar to your hangover cure of yeah, eating right. yeast. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it does. It makes sense to me. <laughs> I used to play a drinking game and if you, and you'd have to do a shot through a straw and you'd be messed up by the end of it. Yeah, I mean because you're playing a drinking game. <laughs> And again, if I have to re-emphasize, drink a lot of water and you'll avoid your hangovers. That's where you want to be. Um, So that's the history of the beer. Um, You know, there's a couple of ways we can brew it. So, you know, traditionally what you would use is that top fermenting yeast. Um, You would let that sort of settle out and then you would add your souring agents and then it would sour. Traditionally, sometimes they wouldn't actually boil. Like, so what would happen is after you um, soak the grain and and pull the sugars out, you boil it. Um, But they sometimes wouldn't boil it and they let this the sourness form from that so quick i like how over this series we sort of just organically learn about how beer is made yeah i don't know if we've ever talked about the brew part of the process and i was actually funnily reflecting on this week this is probably an insight into my own weird mind randomly yes. the other day i was like wonder why they brew beer i get the whole point you put the grain in the water it absorbs the sugar what does the brew do why do you boil it Okay, so usually what you do is you have grain and you want to extract the sugars, right? So you soak the grain, the Mm -hmm. sugars come out. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason you boil it is because grain is covered in souring agents, it is covered in yeast. Um, So you boil it to kill off that yeast, so then you can add your own yeast. So you're you're pasteurizing it, is that? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Um, So Because you can get non-pasteurized beers, does that mean they haven't boiled it? uh, No, no, so pasteurizing actually, so after they've brewed the beer like they have yeast in it and so that yeast you know ferments the beer and then what they'll do is they'll they'll apply heat like incredible heat to kill off any yeast uh, right so after the fermentation yeah process, so there's right. no chance that there's going to be yeast fermenting right. right and so a lot of um craft breweries will sometimes do recalls because they've they've still have um yeast fermenting in the can because so, they don't pasteurize so they so, put five percent on it and it's now this like eight percent bomb yeah and it can be an issue with souring if they like uh, miscalculated and then it like keeps souring or they add fruit or something so for like these that. guys not boiling at all meant that they would just had a, a, a natural sourness from the start they yeah, didn't need a souring agent that, that could be a thing that happens oh, commonly today you get what's called a kettle soured beer so what they'll do is um they'll soak the grain you know fill the water with sugars and then what they'll do is they'll heat it to a certain temperature which is relatively low add the souring agent and let it sour to a certain level and then what they'll do is boil it once it's as sour as they want it to be and they'll ferment it out with the rest right um so that's kind of a way to go about it in a way that does it quicker because souring takes a really long time like how long if you went at the 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 traditional way you know soak brew 
uh, ferment and then sour. What's it can take up to a year to really year? to really sour. Like so, um, wow. so Black Ops on the Coast has just opened their not, their barrel age program, right? And they have beers that have been six months to a year. The so longest is three years. Is this like, when you say a year? Is that prior to canning or bottling it? You've got to have it stored somewhere in a big barrel for a year before you can sell it. Yeah, souring and like developing its complex flavors. Not only is it taste crap, but it's horrifically inefficient to make. And so, well, <laughs> we will try different examples today of ones that have been kettle soured versus not kettle okay. soured and we'll see if you can taste the right. varieties and whether you like it so a um, couple of different ways to make sour beer but yeah that's the history of Berliner Weiss alright I would I, normally at this point I say I'm excited I'm less excited than normal but I, I feel like after Goza you should be keen on sour I've been buying so many <laughs> sour beers since we had our Goza episode so I have not um, cool alright so let's uh, let's take a short break and then we'll come back with our first beer see you soon Yes. You haven't brought in two three-liter glass tubs. <laughs> I've noticed we've gone for the more modern goblet-style glass. Yeah, surprisingly, three-liter uh, like glasses are a little bit hard to come by in these your, days. In your glass room, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any. It's, it's, I'm surprised. Um, okay, so the first beer, um, I, I've had a bit of an incident. <laughs> <laughs> you bought an Adams, haven't you? Uh, yeah. So you recall in episode one, Parallel, <laughs> I sought out a uh, American beer. Yeah. Um, and I accidentally bought an English beer. Yeah. And in fact, didn't even know about it until we were midway through yeah. the episode. So I'm a little more conscious of it these days. I sought out to buy a German beer. Yeah. Um, and I bought a Belgian one. So, but it's a Berliner Weiss. It's a Berliner Weiss. So, oh, um, yeah, it's got Berliner. It says Berliner Rice. I don't, I don't know. It's an. It's by Alvin. Al V I N A L V I N N E. It's a four percent beer. This is a bit a bit heavier than normal. I'll let you look at it. It's in a glass bottle. Flemish sour ale. Um, they were founded in two thousand and two. They're a tiny little brewery. Um, again, Flemish is in Belgium, like it's in so the Flanders pe- region. People um, from Ber- uh, from Belgium are called Flemish. Yes, yeah, right. people from the Flanders region. Right. Um, so it's, I mean, it's not a hundred percent there, but I mean, we're in Europe. It's it's all oh, the it's same. It's close. Like- <laughs> it's much closer than getting an Australian Berliner Weiss, which I presume will come later. Um, did you want me to do a bit of a crack? Do the crack. I was looking for the marketing spiel. Um, very light on. Yes. Interestingly, and this might surprise you, I quite like this label. It's 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 minimalist. It is minimalist. All right, let's go for the crack. Pretty good. Oh, it's gone everywhere. It's oh. literally gone everywhere. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's on the table. It's on the floor. There's not too much on the laptop. Um, it's highly carbonated, so it's to style. Yeah, to say that it's highly carbonated. <laughs> just excuse us while we rattle and move things a little bit. That's probably sounded awful. Um, Why don't we just take a quick break <laughs> and we'll come back. <laughs> All right, see you in a sec. Okay, we are back. 
we cleaned up. Uh, there's still beer everywhere, but there's, that's okay. There's beer everywhere. I smell like beer. Um, you you got, smell like sour beer as well, which is yeah. the worst of the beers to smell. It smells like, like I had beers three days it ago. It does smell like you've had. That's you know when you go into a pub during the day. That's what this smells like. It smells like the carpet of like a really old pub. You know, like one of those classic drinking places it is carbonated there's no doubt about that yeah I, and, and quite it's a, it's quite a not only is there a lot of head it's quite a thick head like it's really sitting there yes um I'll give you that um the the smell i really can't overemphasize the smell it is it smells sour do you know what's funny though the smell when you opened it and it spilled everywhere it was a bit objectionable objectionable and yes but to the nose actually from the glass. Yeah, I mean, it's sour, but it, it doesn't smell as bad. By the end of this, I reckon you are going to be so into sour beers. Like, you're just like, oh, I don't like sours. I'm like, yeah, don't you? Um, right ones. Just the quick, whilst you have a sip, I'll do the, the patented Crouchy uh, Colour Notes. I cannot see your face. Um, it is a deep, golden, hazy colour. Yes. Uh, I already said it started off with a really thick white head. Mine has dissipated, but yours has, has remained. Yes. Um, I'm judging. I'm guessing this is how much I know about beer now, but by the sort of little bit of sediment that's dropped in, are we talking a bottle-conditioned beer? Is that why it exploded? I suspect it is a bottle-conditioned beer, yes. Yeah, but I mean, it's meant to be highly carbonated, but, um, yeah, that explosion was probably a little bit intense. How do you feel about it? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's tasty. It's it's much tastier than I was expecting. So it's more sour than Goza. Like you can definitely get is more. It? Yeah. See, so maybe uh, you, you can't really some, pick what a sour is. Maybe I think there was something to do with maybe potentially even that was the coriander in Goza that was ruining the hitting me. But this is not nearly as sour as some of those Gozas we had. Um, so if you recall from the Goza episode, there was um, the Anderson Valley Cherry Goza, yeah, which awful. you were just like, oh, that's so strong. And then the Garage Project White Mischief. was really mild, yeah. I didn't think it was mild at all. I thought it was sour. Really? Like, I thought it was well more sour than the... So. This is like I've been raised since you know basically being a, a, an infant to think that red is blue and blue is red pretty much. You it's know? like you don't know what sour yeah, is. It's like yeah. my parents played a social experiment to me and then taught me that sweet was sour and sour was sweet yes anyway um <laughs> it's good insight like, into my upbringing i'm getting i'm getting a lot of sour notes um obviously very carbonated this is just a very drinkable beer like these sorts of beers i think can be drunk on hot days i mean lots of them. it passes the mowing the lawn test no doubt about it um i'm really surprised the one thing i will say and i'm, I'm being slightly hoodwinked by the first sip problem here yes sometimes it works the other way sometimes i have the first sip hate it and then warm into it yeah i feel like with these that and already i'm having this two or three sips in it's probably not a beer that i would drink several pints of okay like it, it, after a while it kind of wears me down but if i was just passing it on an initial taste a, a pretty pleasant aroma aside from the the smell when you spilled it everywhere, which might be more to do with what's already in your carpet than, <laughs> than anything. Um, it's 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 surprising. Okay, can I ask you a question? What beer could you drink several pints of? Uh, it's just pale ale. Is that where your dark beers? Okay, pale ales. Um, I mean lagers. I, I wouldn't go out and order them, but you know, you go to the footy and just smash lagers all night. Yes, no worries. Uh, so I, I need to mix things up anyway, so... 
True, true. But I mean, like, okay, maybe pint's a bad example. So if you buy just a six pack of something with the intention of drinking only those beers, yes, I probably wouldn't buy a six pack of these okay. and enjoy it. Whereas I'd buy a six pack of any sort of pale ale, dark beer, you know, those flavors and, and be, be fine. Yes. No, you know, if you're a beer pub, obviously you're trying different beers. You're not necessarily just hitting the one beer all night. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Um, do you have thoughts on ratings? It's tricky, this one. Um, I'm getting a little more sour as I get into it, as I said before. Okay. I was fully prepared to come in and just yield very low scores. Um, I was, but this has taken me a little, a little bit aback. I suppose to, to, to style, I'm getting the sour. It was, it was carbonated. Um, this one obviously doesn't have any of the sugar syrup in it. It's not. Yes. It's just an original. Yep. Um... Seven and a half. And, and, and I think that's a mixture of me saying I, I quite like it and I just can't bring myself to give a sour beer more, but I'm not sure why it's, I'm giving it that and not higher. Yeah, it's it's hard to rate, right? Because it's, one, it's not necessarily a style that we are drinking a ton of, um, although I've been drinking a few of them lately. <laughs> um, largely, like, as long as you get the souring right, they tend to be pretty good drinkable beers. Like, I don't necessarily... Like, I find, you know, amongst, say, the IPAs, it's like you have different varieties of hops and those have different sort of ways they sort of taste. Um, whereas these, it's like, yep, yeah, it's a sour wheat beer. Like... That is interesting, isn't it? Is when you take away the hop, which gives you know hops can go in lots of different directions. You're left with less flavors to play with, so as a result, they probably do taste. Similar yeah, and more. I think there's different there's different depths to the souring of it, but I, this tastes great to me. I'm I'm loving it. I'm going to give it an eight. I feel like okay. I'll go a bit higher. Um, I'm shocked that I have given a Berliner Weiss seven and a half out of ten. I think that's higher than some of the pale ale scores we gave in episode one, which is upside down to me. But that's where we are. Here we are. Apparently, the Belgians can brew really good uh, <laughs> German beers. So Berliner Weiss. Keep it up. Keep it up. Um, do you want to move on to can the closer close? Well, I was going to, but I think you sprung on me just in the break before. Have we got four beers today? Is we there got, a surprise we, beer? We got four beers. Let's break and we'll come back straight after the break with the quiz. All right. Let's try beer number two. a change to the schedule today yes i've requested this uh normally i think about now we do surprise snack yes but the surprise snack has a fairly niche in joke that needs to build on can the closer close (laughs) okay so as a result i've requested we flip this up and we put you under the microscope early in the in the episode. Yep. Um, I've also gone back to the the roots of Can the Closer Close, which is a genuine two style related quiz. Okay. So today is not one of those silly funny ones. <laughs> this is one where your knowledge is going to be tested. Well, that stresses me out. Come on. <laughs> Can I pull up my notes or my? You can pull up your notes. Yeah, I will okay. say from the outset that you have hit almost all of these. Oh. So I'd be surprised if you didn't get them all. Yeah. Wow. Um, what can I say? But here we go. Uh, so a quick summary for anyone who hasn't listened for a couple of episodes. Five questions, uh, facts about uh, Berlin of Ice. I tried not to read too much in detail because I like to hear it for the first time from the closer. Um, without further ado, question one. What do Berlin of Ice 
and a 100 meter swim have in common? <laughs> well, I mean, this definitely wasn't in my notes. Um, a 100 meter swim. Yeah, I might even make that slightly easier. Berliner Weiss and any physical exertion that, that you know, it's quite intense have in common. Um, I mean, a low alcohol beer is good for exercising. That <laughs> I'm I, surprised you didn't get this one straight off the bat. I have no idea what this is. Lactic acid. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, All right. That's a connection. Disappointing, but it was I mean, zero, zero. An acid exists in the world. I don't really think that's... Anyway, very good. Um, question two. Yes. Two Berlin breweries kept Berliner Weiss alive. Yes. No, wait for it. Oh. Uh, you already said what they were, Berliner Kindle and Schusteis. Yes. That's not the question. I added that this morning, by the way. <laughs> Both are owned by a multinational corporation, so they are not certified independent. AB InBev? No. What's the multinational? Heineken? No. <laughs> Asahi? No. The Otkeka Group. Have you okay. heard of the Otkeka Group? Nah, nah. All right. This is my surprise snacks to be very disappointing later on then because I thought you'd know what that is. Okay. Zero from two. I think from now on you're good. Are there any other breweries that, like, did you do any research on this or? What do you mean? The Odd Caker Group. Like, what else do they own? They own a shitload of stuff. Okay. Beer, food. Uh, they're like, they're like um, Johnson & Johnson kind of. They're, okay. They, they own heaps and heaps of stuff. Yes. Um, all right. Question three. You get a nail. Uh, not the current glassware. What is the original glassware that this was served in? Uh, did it have a name? Because all I got was three liter glass tub. Yeah, that's exactly what I yeah, had. Yeah, okay. That's uh, one from three. True or false? Berliner Weiss is commonly drunk through a straw. True. Two from four. <laughs> and five, to see if you pass or not, there are two traditional flavors used to sweeten Berliner Weiss. What are they? And I will not accept red and green. <laughs> is this why? Uh, well, <laughs> um, raspberry? Yeah. <laughs> lime? <laughs> it's not lime. We didn't pull out cooler. I'm interested. Uh, Woodruff syrup. Oh, it's like I a, did it's like read a that actually. Herb, yes. I think. A, yes. a green, sort of leafy herb that they, they use to, and it has a sweet flavor. To it. Now you say that is familiar, but um, um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what the green in was. In the end, I think I'm going to give you two and a half out of five. It's not too bad. Green's allowed to be a mystery. That's okay. That's the purpose of green. Um, okay. All right. So beer number two. Um, okay. So this was a late edition. I bought three beers for this style, and then a local brewery brewed a Berliner Weiss. Um, too good to be true. Too good to be true. And I went and bought it. Um, full disclosure: I bought a four pack, and I've had three of them already. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I've tasted this beer and it's great. Uh, but in any event, it is a Aether Brewing Oaks mm. and Organism 2021 Berliner Weiss. Love the can. Um, okay. Yeah, it's like I got a gold can. First of um, all, it's a black can, which I love. A, with a gold. And then a gold of. label. It's very Willy Wonka's you know, golden ticket. Yeah, and it's got like a little um, a microscope, but it's it's in a tree. It's it's interesting. Uh, 4.5% again. Again, I've just bought beers outside of the actual style. He- much heavier than I was promised. Um, yes, yeah. And uh, I'm just realizing this, even though I did promise you that it was low in alcohol, that I have 
managed to buy all these beers that are high in alcohol. Um, Aether Brewing, have we talked about them before? Can I tell you a bit about them? Remind us, but we have talked about them a little bit, yeah. So they're a Northgate brewery. Um, they're originally in Milton, and they um, had a, a like a, they started a production site in Northgate, um, but the business partners broke up, and so now the place in Milton is not Aether anymore, and the Northgate brewery is the only brewery. Um, owned by a couple, again, so Dave and Annie Ward, this is part of their barrel aging series, so they're starting to get into it, and this is their second release. They're relatively new for it. It's aged for four months on a mix of French and American oak. So, um, you know, not kettle soured, but, you know, yeah. sort of that deep complex That's, that's a commitment. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see if you notice any difference in the souring aspect of it. So you uh, crack and pour, and then there's a, there's a really good spiel on this one that I'll read out. Oh, it was good. And it didn't spill everywhere. No so, spillage. I mean, that's a win. I'll pour into yours first and I'll... Go. It looks good. I would say similar similar color. I wouldn't say as like as highly carbonated as the last no, one. No, definitely less sure. carbonated. And I can faintly make out your eyebrows. <laughs> to be fair, I have quite bushy eyebrows. So, here we are. Um, I'll let you read the can while I have a sip. So, the oak and organisms... 2021 Berliner Weiss out of Aether. Uh, it says, Oak and Organisms is more than just a beer. It's what happens when creativity meets innovation, quality, and good old-fashioned patience. This beer has spent months, or in some cases years, on oak, developing a deep depth of flavor, complexity, and smoothness like you've never experienced before. With rich and perfectly balanced oak-infused layers, it's everything you didn't know you wanted in a beer. So go on, crack open the can, and take that first refreshing sip and enjoy our labor of love i love that that's a great story i love that they hint that this has been on oak for years and yet blatantly it says lower on the can four months four months on a mix of french and american oak uh, but it, it's a traditional uh, uh, you can i think just a nose even you can smell the barrel age yes it's got that real that more warmth it's, i know i always say sweetness it's not but it's that sort of uh, yeah i guess oaky oaky warmth that you get out of a barrel yeah so i get a particular flavor out of barrels um and i'm interested if you get the it's less prominent than this and i think it's it's particular barrels will have this flavor but what would you describe that flavor as i'm delicious okay it's just 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 killing me that i'm liking these sour beers wow okay if anything the oak offsets the sour and again it might we'll, we'll see what it tastes like on subsequent sips but the yeah it's got that sourness but then that it's a i get a warmth and and it's probably just my mind playing tricks on me because you know um whiskies and things like that are are aged in oak or in barrels which i yes i probably am reminded of do do you get a vanilla flavor i tend to get vanilla flavors Uh, yeah i get that from barrels that sense which has a warmth to it i think i'm reminded of like you know desserts and 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 yeah that sort of yeah, and so the the souring aspect here. Would you think that this is kind of a deeper sour flavor? Like, can, can you see how? What like, do you mean by deeper? Well, it's like you know when it's kettle soured, it's like it's sour. You know, you can just taste it. It's like a sour lolly. But whereas sometimes um, when it's been soured the traditional way, it's like you can almost taste more layers of taste. I think so. I mean, it's 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 milder, and and maybe that's what you mean. It, it's it's less in your face, and it's more. Yeah, I guess it has. Yeah, like probably layers is a good way of describing it. it it's it's really good. It's a great beer. Isn't it's it? super super tasty, and I think that was I'll just repeat myself here. The combination I think of a barrel aged with sour, 
really surprised me. It's Aether beer at the moment is producing amazing beer. They've got so many interesting beers out there that I like want to go there and just buy like a million different four packs of what they've got going on. They've got a sour brown as well, um, yeah, which right. I think would be an interesting thing, but I've struggled to actually track it down short of going there. Um, but see, that interests me. You know, I love dark beer. I yeah. wonder if I'd like a dark sour beer. Sour, sour brown. Um, anyway, awesome. All right. So in terms of ratings, do you have... So the last one, the Berliner Weiss from Alvin, uh, you gave it a 7.5. I almost want to scale that down. Okay. I'm going to... We do allow the scale down. Yes. It was a 6. 6.5. That's harsh. 6. Jesus. 5. Jesus. What? This is so much better. Okay. Like... By this, I'm going to jump straight to it. I'm, I'm not sure if I should even be rating first, given I rated first last time, but I will. This is an 8.5. Do you get almost a Vegemite flavor from this? No. Okay. Like a yeasty, salty flavor. Yeah, like a little bit. No, I, de- I get definitely the, the oak and the barrel, which, which probably has that vanilla tone. Yes. But this is just one of the better beers I've had in a while. Yeah, and okay. it's a sour beer, which is crazy yes as a result i'm going to give this eight and a half out of ten i'm going to scale down the alvine berliner to six and a half <sighs> that's a big drop and i know sorry alvin you sorry <laughs> i'm going to keep alvin at eight i thought it was a great beer um i'm going to give and because i was prepared for this i i've, I've drank this beer before <laughs> i know what i'm in for um i'm going to give this an 8.5 i really like it i think it's really okay. drinkable um not i would have thought higher but yeah okay I guess maybe because you really enjoy that sour flavor and the fact that this is more moderate. Maybe, yes. Maybe for you it's less to style, whereas for me it's actually making it so much more drinkable. Also, I mean, could you have done six months or eight months on the barrel? I mean, come on, four months? Lazy. Yeah, little company. It must cost them a shitload to keep these barrels in the back of their Northgate brewery. It does, it does. Um, but anyway. Plus, they invested in a gold and black can. <laughs> I mean... Uh, they were never going to score less than eight for me. You know it's not made of real gold, right? Like I, It may <laughs> as well be. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. All right, well, we might finish this and then uh, we might move on to the next beer and surprise snack. That sounds great. Awesome. All right, see you soon. Should we jump straight into surprise snack? We should definitely get into surprise snack. I can see this. You have just walked in a, a pizza. <laughs> it's a pepperoni pizza. Okay. Which you might think, yeah, Berliner Weiss, pepperoni pizza. What? What's the connection? What is the connection here? Well, perhaps whilst you try a piece okay. of the scalding hot pizza that just came out of the oven, <laughs> um, I'll explain. This pizza... Is, it's a frozen pizza, so it's nothing too fancy. Yep. But it's from uh, Dr. Oteca. Okay. Uh, which is the parent company of the two breweries that kept Berliner Weiss alive. Interesting. So had it not been for Dr. Oteca, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yes. We wouldn't be having this podcast today. Where did you get this frozen pizza from? From Coles. Okay. <laughs> it's a widely available uh, uh, frozen pizza brand. The other two parts of the backstory behind this, once I realized the connection to Berliner Weiss, yes. uh, was that I just think they're a delicious frozen pizza. I mean, I, I don't eat frozen pizzas that much anymore, but in my university days, smashed a lot of frozen pizza. When will be the last time you've eaten a frozen pizza? <sighs> 
Like, yeah, we're talking five plus years. It's easily, so easy easily. to make your own pizza. Yeah. Like, why would you buy? Or like takeaway pizza is become down drastically in price. It's like four dollars. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, so it's like, it's, but in the university days, it was for some reason I used to eat frozen pizza all the time. Okay. I, I think it was it was obviously cheaper and more convenient. Anyway. Um, so that, I quite like this specific brand, and yes. it's also a German brand. So I mean, it kind of all that ties a knot. So maybe people do drink Berliner Weiss over a Dr. Oteca. How much does a frozen pizza cost? I can't even remember. This was eight bucks. What? So it's more expensive what? to buy a frozen pizza than it is to buy a, a takeaway. From I was just gonna have a slice and chuck this bad boy in the bin, but eight bucks, Jesus. Um, thoughts on the Dr. Oteca? Uh, well, first of all, I love pizza. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's it's pretty good. I, I feel like this is an interesting... I know, I think I'm just really hungry. So, yeah, great. Uh, I'm going to give it a win. How does it how does it pair with the balloon of ice? Um, probably pretty well, right? The one thing I wanted to get, but just logistically was going to be too challenging, is everywhere I read, a common theme, French fries. So salt, they reckon, pairs really well with the balloon of ice. Typically, the, if we're going to get to a red or a green one, they're sweeter. So salt pairs with the sweet. Yes. But it would have been odd if I was kind of like, let's just pause this podcast for like half an hour while I drive to Macca's and back with the chips. So There's a Macca's very close to my house, so... Anyway, we've got frozen pizza instead. Uh, okay, cool. All right, <laughs> let's move forward. Were you expecting frozen pizza? Or was it a surprise? I, I wasn't, um, but you were working my oven, so I was expecting something a bit exciting. But overall, I mean, I'm probably going to smack another slice in a second, so good times. Um, okay, cool. All right, so the first beer we had was the Alvin Berliner Weiss. Um, the second beer was the Aether um, Brewing Oaks and Org- Organisms uh, Berliner Weiss. Um, I have a third beer, which is the Wayward Raspberry Berliner Weiss. Yeah, we've gone um, flavoured. We've gone flavoured. I, like, I wanted to do a flavoured version of this, um, just, just to see what it looks like, see what the differences are. This is a bit lower in alcohol, so it's 3.8%. Um, Wayward, like, are kind of known for this Berliner Weiss. Like, it's quite... Um, I'll let you look at it. The can's... Pr- how do you feel about the can? I do like all? the can, actually. I've, to be honest, I've seen this can before. I've deliberately not got it because I knew it was a sour beer. Okay. Um, but be interesting to see what we feel like but yeah pink just quickly to describe pink with some golden notes um it looks like a lady walking through i assume that's what raspberries look like when they're growing but i'm not sure i have no idea uh so it's a sydney brewery was established in 2015 uh it's independent it is certified certified you've got to look for that sticker guys it's certified independent 3.8%. 3.8%. So we're back down into the realms of re- of where, where you promised we'd be at the start. So this is owned by Peter Phillip. Um, the head brewer is Sean Blissett. Um, it was previously called Sourpuss, um, and it was brewed when they were gypsy brewers. It's kettle soured. So this this is a good okay. example where we can try a kettle soured beer. So unlike Aether, these guys have cut corners. They cut corners. <laughs> Lazy. Um, but yeah, Wayward, Wayward. I mean, this beer is pretty well known for them. But anyway, I'll crack it. Let's do it. Oh, it was a good crack. I like the little secondary pop. I, I think you're just becoming a bit happier with the way I crack things, so... It's occurred to me that I think I've left my glass next to the oven. All right, you so go you... out, you grab your glass. Mm-hmm. I'm going to describe how it looks. 
Um, so this beer is more carbonated than the last one. So I think sometimes the um, the barrel aging can create a situation where it's not necessarily as carbonated. Um, but the first beer was just incredibly carbonated. And as you know, we had to stop uh, uh, recording so we could clean up the all the mess I made. So this beer is at least not popping out of the can, which is really good. Um, I'll let you pour it. I'm back with my glass. Um this yes. is exciting. In seven episodes, this is the first time I've poured my own beer. You really haven't poured your own beer, have you? I've always done this. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's not particularly red. I'm not getting a ton of, yeah, like, colour from it. It's definitely it, but... got the pink issues. It's it's less colourful than the Anderson Valley cherry goes at, um, for sure. But That's it's got true. that rosé sort of look. Yes. Um, I, can, I can almost see an eyebrow but not quite, so it's got a haze. I cannot emphasize as much as my eyebrows are quite bushy, but yeah, go on. Um, Did you, what were your thoughts after having a sip? Okay, so I have just had a sip. Um, In terms of the beers, this is probably my least favorite thus far. Um, How do you feel about it? It's, I fully expected to hate this. I said I've seen it on at bottle shop um, windows a few times and just overlooked it on name alone. Yeah. It's not terrible. Okay. Which is surprises me alone. It's not nearly as good as the Oaks and Organism out of uh, Aether. Yes. But the sweetness is less pronounced than I had thought. It's not that it's not sickly sweet. Yeah. If you and, put too much in sugar in there, it's not good. And this, the sourness, I mean, I only had a half sip, so I'll have another one just a tip. But the sourness is, is equally not a punch in the face. On balance, Berliner Weiss has really surprised me today. This, I think by the time we have finished this, there's going to be so many styles. You're like, grab me a Berliner Weiss or grab me a Russian Imperial Stout. You always would have gone a Russian Imperial Stout. But I, I think I finished Goza thinking, you know, t- one of them was tasty, Wouldn't still wouldn't order it out. I'd order this out. Okay. I, I don't, all, all three of these, but just as a style, I would yes. order this. Yeah, like grab, grab a round of Berliner Weisses. I wouldn't go and drink solely Berliner Weiss for a night, but I, you know, I would definitely now look and think, I'll, I'll try the Berliner How Weiss. comfortable would you feel walking up to the bar and saying Berliner Weiss, like saying the words? Well, you're, you're my beer That's um, true. aficionado. No so. one's ever questioned me when I've done it, so we're, we're good to go. Plus, you're developing quite the name in the Brisbane beer circuit, so I feel like if they questioned me, I'd say, well... You need to talk to the closer. <laughs> I heard you got approached the other day at a bar, so... It was exciting. They rec- Can you believe this? They recognised me from the tiny logo in our podcast. Uh, I mean, that, we're, we're moving and shaking. Insane. If you see us about town, be sure to say, say hello. Hi. Shout us a beer. I mean, us, I mean uh, be encouraged. We are doing this for free, so... <laughs> Sadly, yet to uh, receive an official sponsorship, but yeah, that's okay. Yeah, again, very open to sponsorships, very open to be bribed. You know, like if you want us to give us a 10, we're happy to do that for at a cost, relatively low cost. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So, oh, geez, I've lost track of. So, the first one you downgraded the Alvin Berlin of Ice to 6.5. 6.5. Um, the Oaks and Organisms, you were quite into the Aether Brewing at. 8.5. Oof, Jesus. I mean, I went I went 9, didn't I? Did I go 9? No, you went 8.5 for both. Okay. No, no, I'm sure I went 9. No, no, you said it was the same. Or maybe you did go 9. We'll, we'll review the tape. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, how do you feel about this? It's... I'm going to split the difference for me. It's, okay. It's not as good as the Oaks and Orgasm... Or, orgasms. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, organisms. Never uh, as good as an <laughs> orgasm, but yep. Um... 
I, I actually don't mind. I, I was I thought I was going to hate the, the sweet and, and maybe I just had a bad one or maybe I didn't even have a balloon of ice previously and I was drinking something totally different. But um, it's it's a really smooth, refreshing beer. Yep. I don't know if there was marketing spill on this. I got too excited by the pizza. But um, Can I read it? Yeah. This ridiculously refreshing beer, formerly known as Sourpuss, is our take on the classic Berlin of Ice style, bursting with bright raspberry flavors balanced by zippy tartness and a crisp, dry finish. It's summer in a glass or straight from the can. Mm. I think they've summed it up well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, maybe driven largely by the fact that I don't like cherries and I do like raspberries. So the, the Anderson Valley go, the cherry goes, I just didn't love for a variety of reasons, but I don't like cherries. Yes. This is much better to my taste buds. So if, I, if the other two were six and a half and eight and a half, this for me is a seven and a half. It's, it's straight down the middle. Okay. I'm going to give this a six. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's good. It's drinkable. Um, it's not that exciting for me like but i'm a complete beer nerd so i like the taste of beer whereas yeah, this okay. has got more of a soft drinky style it's, taste yeah i agree with that it could it, or even like a cider like a mild cider yeah yeah i can see that um which it, it kind of just tastes like i'm drinking a soft drink which is cool except i'm just going to be drunk after drinking some soft drinks so. yeah well yeah anyway i think it's all right awesome all right, well, we might move on to uh, beer number four. Um, do you have anything you want to add before I do that? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's move on to beer number four. And we're back. Surprise, number four beer. I, I've eaten so much of the uh, the frozen pizza in the break, which has been delightful. Uh, okay, cool. All right, so we'll move on to beer number four. So beer number four Ooh. is a Yuli's Brews um, Rock Melon Berliner Weiss. It's the Dolly Aldrin. Rock Melon. How do you feel about this can? I'm going to let you describe yeah, the can. Yeah, I like it. I like that. it. I mean, so um, pa- pastely yellowy colours. Uh, it's got a sort of... I guess that's Dolly on the on the picture. Um, it's kind of like a bit like the Your Mates. Yeah, it is a bit of like a Your Mates. A kind of you know hand drawn. Um, looks like a sort of a middle aged housewife maybe. Um, so this is a Sydney brewery. Um, started Gypsy Brewing in two thousand and fourteen. They have their own tap room now. I couldn't find when they'd open their tap room. Uh, just got to interrupt. My this is going to be without doubt my favourite marketing spiel. But I'll let you go. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'll get it out. So they've got like a ton of Berliner Weisses. This is like one of their like staple beers. They've got like six or eight. They have more than one Berliner Weiss. Yeah, and they flavor them differently. So if you're going to pick up a Berliner Weiss in Australia, you might end up with one of these. It's really quite common. Yeah. Um, is, is the brewery called Yulis? Yulis. It's Yulis. in Sydney. Right. Um, but yeah, go on. Tell me tell me the, the spill. Just before I move on to that, rock melon will be interesting. For me personally, I do not like rock melon. Are you a rock melon fan? Um, moderately. Like, I don't really seek it out, but I'll eat it if it's Yeah, right. I suppose probably that sums me up. It's not offensive, but yeah, I would never say, oh, geez, get me some rock melon. Anyway. The, just the market- down the store, just picking up rock melons. <laughs> Maybe some people do. The marketing spiel is a poem, which is, I think, pretty exciting. That's We've never had that before. It's got. It's, bear with me, guys. It's long, but I think I'm hoping it's worth it. I've only skimmed it. I'll eat some pizza while you are. Right. <laughs> Here we do go. This. The Yulis Brews, Dolly Aldrin Rock Melon Berliner Weiss. She's surly, she's surly, she ain't no Liz Hurley. 
Dolly Aldrin, our Dolly Aldrin. She's sour, no flower. She's liberal with a shower. Dolly Aldrin, Dolly Aldrin. She whinges, she binges, she laughs like rusty hinges. Dolly Aldrin, our Dolly Aldrin. She jeers and leers, especially on the beers. Our Dolly Aldrin, that's Dolly Aldrin. Okay. I like it. I mean, it was not very informative. But, <laughs> but, but, what do you know about the beer? Nothing. <laughs> but, you know... It's creative. It's um, so you can see it's a three point three percent beer. So this is our lowest alcohol beer within with within style, uh, as you said, which is good because um, you had promised me low alcohol uh, today as I did drive, and I want to be responsible. It's all right. You have to just sit here for three hours while we just wait for cool it. Cool it off. Um, Do okay. the crack. They've all been good cracks today. Thank you. I've been working on my cracks. <laughs> I like that for the sake of the, brewer, the the podcast, you've had to drink more beer so you can work on your crack. Got to make my cracks work. Um, color is interesting. It's very light in color. Way, way lighter. Way light. This one actually looks like champagne. Definitely getting some more um, carbonation from this than perhaps some yeah, of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a return to the first one, which I talked about having that kind of white, thick... Um, head, although mine's dissipating fairly quickly. Do you think this is the champagne of the north? Yeah, I mean, it actually, it's... Ha- t- t- you are on the north side of Brisbane, so... It's true. Um, you, you said it was from Sydney, didn't you? It's yes. funny, on the on the table, on the white table, it looked clearer, but if I do the patented closest face test, it's, <laughs> it's so hazy, I can't see anything, not even an eyebrow. So. Well, I still have some remnants of the wayward sticking around, and it's significantly darker. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, this is a pure, crisp, kind of light gold, um, but with a haze, although I see yours is clearing. Does that mean it's bottle conditioned, or is that just sediment that was in the bottom, bottom of the glass? Yeah. You've got a real haze. Yeah, well, I've got like a, a weird, like streaky thing going on. Which is that the is that the infected sourness? Maybe, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll have a taste of it. It's a strong, a strong rock melon fl- um, um, smell, like distinctively rock melon. Mmm. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a rock. In melon. a good way. In a good way. Have okay. you had a sip of it yet? yet? Yeah. Okay. So I'm getting like a. Um, like a, I guess a rock melon. That's all I'm going to describe it as. I don't think it's particularly sour. It is sour. Do you think this is sour? It's, it's by far the sourest beer we've had today. Yeah, okay. I don't necessarily feel like this is particularly sour. Um, it's pretty drinkable to me. It's, I mean, it's not the sourest beer I've ever had, but by comparison, particularly coming off the sweetness of that raspberry um, uh, Berliner Weiss, the Wayward... It's definitely the, the most sour. I don't... It's I funny think this to, is quite sweet. To taste, I don't get a huge amount of rock melon, but to smell, it just smells like I've got a rock melon in front of you. It's a, it's a strange dynamic. <laughs> like you're cutting one up, like you did buy one. It, geez, it went flat really quickly though, didn't it? It went from yeah. carbonated to... I get no rock melon to taste. I, almost like a honey, like a yeah, sw- honey sweetness mm. to taste. I can see that. I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty drinkable. It's my least favorite of the of the four today. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, which I know I don't want to jump straight to straight to the start. It, it, um, yeah. It's just I, I wouldn't have this again. Sorry, Yulee's Brews. I think I'm learning that um, I don't particularly love flavored yeah. vices. I think you know. Let's just let's keep a beer a beer. Weirdly, coming into this, I would have said the opposite. I would have said, I don't like sour beers, so flavor it up to, to disguise the sourness. But I I agree with you. Even though I scored the, the Raspberry Blinder Vice higher than the uh, Alvin, the, the Belgian one, um, 
Yeah, the two that we didn't have with flavor, the Belgian one and the Aether, have been really good. They were great. This one, average. Not awful, just average. Yeah. Um, again, I've had this before. I, like, I bought the beers for this episode, and then we went, like, I went to, like, a restaurant, and uh, they, had a long, they had a can of it, so I went with it. So, um, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I think the first two were really the... The, the the gold here I, I really like obviously the aether i really really enjoyed i think i enjoyed the alvin as well but um yeah the other ones are just kind of drinkable beers i guess remind me again what did you score the waywood um i believe i went a six no i thought it was even lower was it a five nah no nah, it was about a six <laughs> six we're gonna have to listen to the yeah. usually we do a better job i normally of keeping... write it down but i've been too into the story in the in the chat today what what are you going to okay so i should probably go first right you go first you've gone time. um okay so i think i went about a six for the wayward um i went a an 8.5 for the alvin and then i think i went a nine for the aether oaks and organisms I think I'm going to give this a 5.5. You know, like, it's a good beer. It's just not necessarily the thing that I want to drink. I, th- I think for people who are just looking for something that's really drinkable, um, it's great. But for me, it's not what I'm looking for. I'm going to just jump straight in there with you. And it, it sort of is, it sets a nice little balance. Right? So in, in descending order, I went 8.5 for the Aether, 7.5 for the Wafer. On hindsight, maybe a little bit high, but I'll keep it there. 6.5 for the oven, probably a bit tough. This is a 5.5. And, and, and it, that might even be generous because I'm not enjoying the rock melon. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to finish the beer as always. As always. <laughs> okay. We have yet to, we're, we've yet to arrive at a, a, pour, a pour out. If we ever do a sink dump, uh, we're going to have to like get the microphone right next <laughs> to the, the sink dump so you can hear the sadness in the thing and then maybe you know the brewery crying afterwards because we're such a highly rated show. It, and we're essentially going to put this brewery out of business. A, we can kill a brewery. I mean, that's the power we yield. Um, cool. All right. Well, I think we've been through the four beers. The final uh, s- segment we have to go is um, Crassie's Conclusions. I'm very nervous about today because up until, with the exception of episode one, I had been doing a much better job of note keeping so I could sum it up at the end. Today, I forgot to take any notes. And in the little break when I scrambled to write a few down, I've, I'm really drawing a blank. So this is going to be my worst ever. I actually noticed from the start that you were not taking notes. <laughs> and you didn't remind me. And I thought, let's see how this plays out. Um, you know, like the first couple of episodes, pretty poor effort. Very upset. Um, kind of ruined the show. In fact, I had a lot of negative uh, write-ins about it you uh, from our listeners. Yeah, um, from the juice <laughs> uh, but since then I mean they've gotten pretty good uh, so I'm curious what the memory is going to do here you've done your own research for Can the Closer Close so maybe you've got a little bit a of little bit to draw content um, if you haven't listened to the show before I give him 30 seconds to summarise uh, what he has learned um, are you ready to start uh, I think so. If, if you just give me two seconds, I'm just going to pull up one last little refresher. I can't refresh. It's, uh, you, you should be across this. We've spent the last hour <laughs> talking about Bolinovirus. All right, all right, all right. How let's... can you look at your phone? That's not how this works. No, I'm not. I'm, all right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Let's do this. Okay, you have 30 seconds. Your time starts now. All right, so the Bolinovirus from Berlin specialty beer. Uh, Napoleon's favorite referred to as the champagne of the north. 
Uh, originally served in three litre glass tubs uh, and drunk through a straw. May or may not get you more drunk. Uh, often put a sugar syrup in, uh, as Closer refers to quite crassly as red or green. As uh, the pref- me, uh, I know that to be raspberry and woodruff. Um, uh, five seconds. Uh, two but two billion breweries kept it alive, and now they make pizza. And done. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty good. That wasn't your worst one. Yeah. Do you remember what year we were talking about for this? So yeah, I missed all the years, which I'm normally better at. So from memory, we talked about potentially the early 1500s, but really it was about late 1600s and beyond. Uh, kind of emerging. You're not nailing this. No. When was pale beer first come into existence? <laughs> <laughs> we have covered this in nearly every episode. I've learnt nothing through seven episodes. So, 1500s? Okay. Oh, you're killing me here. 1800s? Are you just naming things now? <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So let's just let's just recap on some of the things, right? 1500s was sort of lagers were starting to appear because of the lager yeast. Yeah. Um, early 1800s wasn't until we started to see pale beers, and that's because they were being produced in England. They were vaping. That's right. They were vaping. <laughs> and largely it was a tax dodge. It was a way to get around tax initially and to make beer more alcoholic. So right. um, that's when 1800s. So in this episode, we talked about the idea that it started to appear in the late 1700s, this style of beer, but it got pale in the early right. 1800s. I mean, I split the difference. I said 15, 16, and 18. So There's a big difference between the 1500s are considered the middle ages right it's like this is a that's a big difference in this time I hope you give your next co-host this much grief anyway I feel like you did pretty good but geez you got a long way long way to go (laughs) Um, awesome it's been another great episode I should have concluded because I think I said this at the end of the uh, Hella's Lager episode Um, what the best thing I've learned aside from the history is that I actually don't mind balloon of ice. And that's probably how I would sum up at the end of... Yeah, and I think part of this, the the reason we're doing this is to encourage people to try different beer styles and not just try them and go, oh, this doesn't taste like a pale ale, just to go, this is a unique beer and do I enjoy this as a unique thing? Because beer is not one thing, it's many, many different things. That's a good way of summing it up. Let's, Let's end on that high note. See you later, Bruce Brothers and Sisters. Until next time, guys. 